Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power, home of the GA Hour hurling ACA. And when I started running, I suppose I didn't stop. And when I got the chance to go, I said I'd stay going, so... Up. We were only the small little fish out there, so we are, and uh, we're trying hard to make it through. But it's hard to get the breaks when you're the smaller fish. Because I love this county so much, you know, and it's just, I'm delighted that the lads, the lads did it for the people of Walford today because, like, I, I'm, heart, I'm heartbroken. <laughs> Michael Carton, Brendan Bugler, welcome to the show. Thanks, really good to be here. Bugs, you've obviously been demoted from the Sunday game, so now you're on the GA. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a bit of a downer now to being here, but you're looking. I, I know how it's it feels. Paddy Power underpants. I know, I, know I know how it feels. I once had a debut on the Sunday game, never to be yeah. asked back, Bugs. So like, I, feel, I feel your pain here. Uh, yeah. I don't know what you're laughing at, Michael, because like, I mean, we, I didn't want to ring you on Monday, oh. uh, on Monday's show because I thought really you dragged the mood of what was a celebratory uh, <laughs> yeah. podcast on Monday. I wouldn't um, have came, will you know? Eh? What's the fallout been like in Dublin? Uh, I was sick, sick afterwards, really. Like, it's a game that's, tar- that's haunted Dublin, not just this, this year, but throughout the years. The favourites tag, just don't know how to deal with it properly. Like 2010, after beating Clare, Antrim did the same thing to us and it's just it's a psychological thing like 17 wides and I just don't think the lads were like they were beating all over the pitch and beating yeah. physically and but when are they going to fix this psychological thing like I mean because how many managers have they had and how many times has this been an issue Yeah, we know how much of the game is psychological so surely that all the talking in the lead up to that game lads, lads we know yeah. this is a weakness we know yeah. Leash are good Let's be up for this, and yeah. they weren't up for it. The same no. mistakes again. No, Maddie Kenny, like from listening to the lads, like he would analyse absolutely everything. He would have had them ready, like you would have think. And and speaking to the lads, they were ready to go, but obviously they weren't for when, when when the whistle went. But you have to be winning these games as favourites, and they're not favourites because they're not they're not winning enough games to have that tag all the time. So unfortunately, the so-called weaker counties have no fear Dublin whatsoever and they shouldn't because they've caught us on the hop a few times now yeah. you never see Kilkenny tip Cork being caught ever for these teams you know and you see more Cork into Westmead and there's not much between Westmead and East we've seen that throughout the year so it's, it is a, a mental thing but I don't know how you break it down because you have to have the favourites tag and get used to be playing as favourites and Dublin just aren't at the moment yeah. How do you fix that Bugs? I don't know will you really like I suppose after I heard the result as above in the hinch and I was watching the final round of the golf and uh, when the result came in like and I straight away just what Mick said there I thought back to 2010 you know Dublin were after playing us and you know they beat us by I think 10 plus points mm. you know and I suppose at that stage we would have been seen maybe as a bigger team you know and uh, then a week later they go out in the, in the loose tantrum like so you know you would have expected considering that a three week run into you know Leash was just after winning the Joe McDonough and they were playing within six days you would have expected Dublin to win but again I suppose the old failings came back again and I don't know what it is, Willie. I don't know. Look at you can 
count your 17 wides, you can count this, that and the other. But at the end of the day, it just looked like from watching the highlights and from looking at Buff Egan and his Snapchat story <laughs> that Leash just seemed to want it more. And uh, I suppose it's a pity and I suppose there's an awful lot of Dublin players that are going to have an awful lot of regrets this week. Mm. And like, I mean, Leash had 12 wides. We were talking about that. Yeah. So it's not yeah. like, you know, Leash didn't no, hit a wide. Like, I mean, not. Leash did win. Leash won the game. The problem is 1-12 to 12 Dublin are a match for anyone. And this is, I know they, they want to break it down because this is what everyone says. They don't have a Patrick Horgan. They no. don't have someone who can get the, that seven points that's going to destroy the Leash full back line. And that's going to be a problem for for Dublin no matter wh- where they go. Yeah. Because they don't have that incredible forward. No, and I was just thinking to myself today, Willie, the club, like the club hurling championship, Dublin have picked the best players in the county. Like, there's no player out there that they haven't got on right. the team. So you can't say, oh, he's not playing for them. So I don't know where he's going to come from, this, this Patrick Horgan, because they haven't got a forward that performs consistently all the time. And you're right, it's where they fall down. But I don't know how, how to fix it. You know? Yeah. Like I tell you, Matty Kenny would go hunting down like Colin Crone and he wasn't there this year. He's a huge player. And yeah, but another good but middle again, third player. He's, he's not, exactly. He's a yeah. half forward up and he's a workhorse, but he's not going to be that clinical forward. Like I was hoping Trollier w- would turn into that because he's a great finisher. But just you just can't get that consistent performance out of him all the time, you know? And, I don't Who's Trolley? Like, Raymond Dillon? Raymond Dillon, yeah. yeah. Like, you just smash him forward and you take fellas on all the yeah. time, but... He he's just, a supports forward. Exactly. He's a support he's, he player. Just, he's, he's, just, a, he's just too hit and miss at the moment. We want him being scoring goals all the time and being that consistent performer and just haven't got it with Dublin. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know how to fix it because yeah. not, not, not within the county. Not every team is going to have a Patrick Horgan. No, no but, you know, but like just as an example, yeah. you've John yeah. Conlon for you needed a yeah. talisman. You know, you, yeah. you, you, and when Con, Conlon wasn't on form this year, Clare weren't. You need a yeah. talisman. You need mm. someone. And to the point where they ended up putting Tony Kelly in the full forward line. You know, that's how important it is. And he looked good in there, and that's food for thought for. Player, right? It is, yeah, yeah. I suppose. Look at every every team are looking for that. I suppose that special player that's going to you know rack up ten to twelve points, but they're just so hard to find nowadays, mm. you know. And Cork are blessed with the likes of Patrick Horgan, but Limerick don't have a player like that really. Uh, well. Galan like, kind of has stepped up. Galan, yeah, but he's. I suppose, yeah, this year he's really, really stepped up to the mark, but. Uh, Still, like, are you going to be guaranteed seven or eight points from Aaron Glenn? I don't think you are, like, you know, while with, with Patrick Horgan, it's nearly, you know, yeah. it's a box tick straight away yeah. before the game even starts, like, so they're just, uh, they're a rare breed. Yeah. Danny Zuckliffe is that talisman for Dublin, he's a smashing hurler, but his problem, he, he comes so deep to get the ball, well, he, or he tries to win every puck out, and by the time you get it then, you can't finish it, because you're doing so much work to get on that ball, and you're so far out the pitch. I'd love to see him in the full forward line, because he, w- he would do damage, but I don't think Dublin would lose out too much because they wouldn't have that ball winning in the half hour line. Right. So okay. they're saying the same thing with Claire and with Tony as well. Yeah, exactly. We'd have to see him inside, but then is the ball going to go into him? Exactly. And you see the, the work that Tony does out the field is for, is absolutely savage. Yeah. But, you know, teams sometimes just like tip did, put Brenda Mara on him and just yeah. kind of mar- marked him around the middle. And that's just the way it is. Make the difference. So mm. d- Dublin were obviously missing Rush and O'Donnell. Like there's talk they were minding Mark O'Donnell for, or missing Mark Shooter mm. too, but you didn't have him all year no, anyways, so did they? No, so he wouldn't. So he, wouldn't like he'll improve them a lot. But there was talk O'Donnell was being rested with Tipperary in mind. Now he didn't yeah. come on at all, so I don't know if there's any truth to that. No, I just don't think he was ready for the game. Well, he, he, speaking to the lads, I don't think there was any minding him or anything. He just wasn't ready for that game. He was, he was a week away from being ready. So, But why name in the 26th then? Though? I know. That's yeah. the problem. Like, you know, it's, to me, it, it was a clear sign that they were taking for granted mm. yeah. I can't see it any other way if, what, like, mm. if a player isn't ready if he's not going to see any action why name him in the 26th yeah. to me it made no sense whatsoever see that's the thing lads and like I mean you can kind of see it from Dobbs' point of view because like I mean we all had these games and I maybe not with Leash because Leash would have been underdogs in a lot of games with Port Leash you're saying all the right things your manager's saying all the right things you're still going home going Jeez, we should be, be should be beating these lads. So you're not as clued in, no matter what. Yeah. It's a subconscious thing, and you try to fight against it. And then, of course, all the pictures come out of Leash on the beer after the mm. o, o, o Joe McDonough, rightly so. And then we hear during the week that they went drinking on the Monday as well. Yeah. So Dublin are hearing this now. This is seeping in there again, and then it's like the seven day turnaround. They're on the beer. No matter mm. how you say, lads, we're under pressure. We could lose this. Mm. Players are human beings, and they're still going home, going to bed, yeah. going. You know, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll still we'll take care of this. Yeah, I think, I think we have to define what on the beer is. Though, like you know, like it's yeah. to me. I'd say they probably went there. A couple of bottles, maybe a few of them might have had a couple of pints. Sunday night was a late one. 
Was it? Oh yeah, make no mistake about that. I don't want to te- say, but I don't <laughs> have no names. <laughs> if you, if you have really a late one now, Monday yeah. they watched the match together and had a few beers. Yeah. Like, but still, that's not. But what is a late one like? Did they? You know, every group has the guys who have the couple of points, and then you have the few guys who might enjoy a cigarette, and then within yeah. twenty minutes they've nearly a box gone, and then it's it's Tabby Kebab, yeah. and then it's to the yeah. you know, <laughs> the donor kebab. That's where the real problems start. You know, and lose yeah. all your yeah. Yeah. exactly, yeah, and wake up the following morning, the fry up straight away. It's like yeah. it's like literally when you're knocked out with the championship it's what you do like yeah, you know? yeah. No, I, it is that's where the problems are <laughs> well I would say definitely uh, nightclub definitely a few smokes were had uh, definitely fast food was had <laughs> is this gospel there, there, could have, there could have been drinks ordered to a hotel room <laughs> in a late hour <laughs> inside but anyway, track but the point I'm making is I know you hear all these things but look yeah. it's all grand to talk about it when, when they won but the, the point I'm making is that we talk all about um, preparation we talk all about, you know, what to do, not to do with your body. So Leash didn't do what's told to do with their bodies, right? There's no doubt about that. But the, the, the benefit of them going out and celebrating a win and getting closer together and have a huge team bond and a massive, we're in this together, we're closer, we're like brothers, yeah. we won together, we celebrated together. All those intangibles outweighed the potential uh, negative side of your body, which by Thursday... For any young fit fella, you're back to normal physically, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, you know, like so I think there is a fear. And again, confidence, momentum, all these things supersede having a few points. And, you know, it's not talked about enough. Yeah. I'm delighted with it. Well, you, I, I've never been one to like live like a saint. I loved my hurling, but I also loved the nights out and the crack we had with the team. And they're some of my greatest memories in my career. I'm delighted what Eddie Brennan's done with Leash. Like, he's not hiding the fact they're going for points. It's on public media. You see with both and all drinking on the bus and having a bit of crack. It's like the happy wife, happy life thing. Like he's keeping his players happy and you can see it in them. They're expressing themselves on the pitch. You know when teams are all tense and like they're a happy bunch. Yeah. They're showing it on the pitch. They're going out with zero fear of anybody. They won't. I think it's going to change on Sunday with Tip because I think it's a mentality thing again. They didn't fear Dublin. Like us, we were playing a charity match in Leash, speaking to all the Leash lads. No fear of Dublin whatsoever. And they're right because you could catch them on the hop. I don't think the same will happen against Tip. I think... It will creep into players' minds. It's tip, and I think tip would be more clinical, and they get goals early and finish the game off. Because uh, there's a reason why the teams fear the bigger teams because they don't lose to, to the lower. Yeah, the lower yeah. Team. You know, like, so we'll talk about that in part yeah, two. Like, just, I mean, but no, no, you, you, you're you're definitely right. But like, I mean, the thing I was wondering about, and you talk about the the Buff Egan stuff mm. and Eddie Brennan's relaxed attitude at a top county. The pressure is too high, maybe, to allow that to happen, Bugs. Because if you lose. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The, the, the knives are out big time for going for these few pints after yeah, that. Yeah, like, let's be realistic as well. This could be the biggest moment in those, you know, Leash players. Well, winning Grateful like, Park had to be winning, celebrated. Yeah. It, it had to be celebrated, you know, and, you know, to get to a quarter final. When was the last time they were in a quarter final? I forget what year it was, mm-hmm. but it could be, I, I, even though I don't think we, we, it will be. I think, you know, next year and thereafter, we will see one or two surprises as well with this because they're a young bunch and they have um, they have that togetherness now that uh, that is so important in any yeah. setup. Like, so. You know, if, Jesus, if you can't go out, if you can't have a few points the night of, you know, possibly the biggest night of your hurling career, then what's the point, Willie? Yeah. You know, like, it, it just makes no sense no, whatsoever. No. But look, at compare their situation to the likes of the Westmead situation. You know, Westmead were after losing. I'm sure they went out probably and had a couple of points. But when you have a few points and you're still high as a kite, you know, and you're taking that momentum into the week after, it's not going to make much of a difference. That's the thing. But that's the that's the whole thing. Westmead didn't have confidence no. momentum. Leash did. I think that this is so important. We see teams coming through the qualifiers and I sometimes think, well, you can't put it all down to confidence because anyone could analyse a game like that. But exactly. they're massive. They're absolutely yeah. massive, the, yeah. the whole momentum thing. Michael Carton told us a story here on the show <laughs> about the 2012 qualifier bugs where he beat them with 14 men. It was Dalo's return to Ennis. <laughs> And I thought the great part of the story was walking that they walked through the town. Walk <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we spoke about the last time we were here. We speak about the last time you were yeah. here. For a cocky, wasn't it? Uh, oh my God. Our <laughs> home patch. Yeah. Eggs <laughs> <laughs> thrown at him on the way oh down. The God. But come here, is Dalo in frame for 2020 or are the two fellas, uh, are the two fellas going to stand down or what's the talking, Claire? I, I, I literally, there's no talk. They were in there last the year though, right? They only took one more year because the players, are the, you know, they got so close last year. Mm. So they're, they are, yeah, but like they'd have to go looking for another one or no? That's the thing, like look at Dale's name as we mentioned, and I suppose look at everyone's mentioning Fitzy's name as well, like, but like you can't go saying, Okay, it's time for a change yet until you kinda know what will be in place. 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, I think you just need to sit down, I suppose, with the county board and and, and discuss out a couple of things. And look, it's, it's, a, it's a giant manager management ship, I suppose, as it is. Maybe one of them might want to stay on. Maybe one of them might want to go. And there might be a whole different dynamic then if one of them stayed on. Donald or Jerry, I'm not sure which. Yeah. Um, but like just throwing out that, oh, there should be a change in clear management. I think you can't jump to that conclusion, you know, without actually figuring out if that was the case, maybe who would be who will be next in line yeah. and I don't know what Dalo wanted maybe he, maybe he really does want it but yeah. you know he's not saying anything um, I'm, not, I'm not saying there should be a change by the way I'm just thinking that the two lads might step down because they're very I think they're busy in their careers right and if they did that because they only looked for two years then they extended it a year and then I'm thinking right after the way the year went that they might mm. say that they have enough rather than Yeah, I, um, think, I think they deserve the respect Willie too I think so too to, 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 to make up I want to make up their mind really on what they, I think they don't know what they what they want themselves yet. Right. They need to sit down, they need to I suppose discuss it with players first and foremost to see what's players' attitude and the whole thing. Just what's their thoughts. there's not a players meeting going well, on. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> no, I don't think they'll be acting like that now or anything, but uh you know, we, we have to be very respectful of what they've done for Claire Hurland, you know, from, from minor to twenty one. And you know, we're within a whiskey hour of getting to an All Ireland final last year and could have easily won All Ireland. Mm. So you know, it just goes to show that this year with Claire, you have to bring the cutting edge every single day you go out, and we didn't bring it for two days. Um, but against Cork, we were absolutely heroic. Like you know, and it's yeah. just a pity from Claire going to we didn't bring it uh, the two days before. As an that. outsider, it's definitely seemed that this is the last year. Like the other one or the management was gone. Does that feel? That's all how year? I felt. Yeah, it's yeah. the same. Like not not really in clear now. No, no, it's, no, no, it's not. No, no, okay, no. Yeah, but uh, time will tell, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Okay, come here. I want to ask you about this Wexford man behind the goals. So this was spotted by Derek McGrath in the Irish Examiner and he said, I noticed Mark Fanning in conversation with someone behind his goal in the Davin um, stand-in. It was intriguing to watch this member of Davies' backroom team perch right in front of the five yards, right in the front row of five yards from Fanning's goal, clearly instructing Fanning regarding the puck-out policy. So he's saying obviously he's wired to Sorsha Bulfin, Keith Rossiter and JJ Doyle with the lead direction coming from Davy himself. The early instruction to go along clearly paid dividend while clearly planned was open to improvisation. So he had pictures to accompany this so you could see him. Yeah. He moved from the stabbing well, end yeah. down to the hill the the other end. Um, in the second half now I'd never really thought about this before so he's wired up Davy sits in the stand right yeah. so Davy was Davy in the stand for that match I don't think so no. usually no, he no, usually, he usually he does so say mm. if he's perched in the stand for and the he's watching the, usually for the first half until his blood starts going and then he has to come down and lose the mind until the referee gives one yeah. decision <laughs> against him um, but like I mean this this so if you've got a perch high up and you see where a puck out could go or where's an extra player and look I know everyone can see but for a goalkeeper looking all the way out there mm. maybe a lot of bodies in front of you, yeah. of bodies in front of you. so Davey's saying right well I want them to go according to uh, Conor McDonald because we have a little bit of movement in around him with three bodies over and this lad's relaying this I didn't realise this was a level go- that had gone to Bugs or is this a trick of Davies for a while I can't understand how like you know in the in an NFL where the, 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 the quarterback is in contact with the coach. I can't understand why that hasn't already happened really? in hurling. I guess like a the hurler beam. Is there a rule to say a hurler couldn't be wired up? Have some like sort of headset. I don't know. Gear piece. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever tried it. Yeah, don't. I, I can see going to that level. Like, because for me, it makes perfect sense. If you're a keeper, it's very it's hard to see what's directly... You can see a lot, but you can't see everything that's directly in front of you. Yeah. So it makes perfect sense. And it's a classic kind of Dave Fitzgerald type of, I suppose tactic or whatever you mm. want to call it like you know he's but thinking outside the box he's thinking outside the box Davy, and yeah. he can see you know he you know in challenge games it, it, it can and from my time with Davy, like it, it would be very very you know you could hear him a mile away and he'd always be giving instructions whether Pat Kelly was in goals or Andy Fahey or Donald too he'd always be giving instructions but when you're in Crow Park you can't hear Davy no. Fitz you know so and um, that pisses Davy off yeah. that pisses Davy <laughs> off you know because he might want to puck out to go one direction but obviously he can't get the message to Fanning but uh uh, it was definitely it was well spotted now in fairness you know it was very uh, well spotted by Derek yeah. and like even the, the new tactics now and Clare do it a lot and Limerick do it a lot you see a Limerick forward getting a score he doesn't say yes he puts his hurley up and guts half back they all drop half a line yeah. back so I'd imagine now that they're all going zonal of puckouts for a goalkeeper to look out yeah the targets are very small, you know. Absolutely. So, like, I mean, give it, getting that little bit of advice from somebody who's yeah. wired up might not be bad. Absolutely, especially from the higher standpoint, Willie. Like, you can, you can see throughout the pitch and see movement that 
as as Brent said, it's tough for goalkeepers to look to see that picture. You're not taking the initiative away from them all together because they will spot a half back every so often or a corner back. But like if you if you can get three puckouts in a game or four puckouts up to a half forward or full forward, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it, it's like why, why wouldn't managers use it? You know, but it'd be very it will be very interesting. Um, to see would they be wired up you couldn't see an outfield player doing it because he'd be running around too That's much exactly, maybe yeah, but, but a goalkeeper, goalkeeper why not like, yeah, yeah yeah a goalkeeper definitely you Wait, couldn't have us mic'd up now like the NFL because there be something said like the NFL they're mic'd up for the game you can hear like them speaking throughout the players the, the players all talk it could be one in one contract yeah, like, yeah sure. but like, imagine that in the hurling yeah. the, the language being used just the one it's the one way Michael relax yeah, 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 yeah. but that was an argument for that referees should be mic'd up like the rugby so you can hear and then I was thinking like Gaelic footballers and hurlers are amateur and if you did say something in the heat of the moment like you know yeah. just like I don't know rude or mm. like a curse word would it? Would you go into work the next day feeling embarrassed because you said something stupid you referee you you know <laughs> and it happens the whole time all think, let's call yeah. a spade a spade yeah. like yeah, in the yeah. G like we're all no, no one's a saint no, in the field really, like, you know? no no exactly so. right listen we're talking about six teams in Leinster now after Leash uh, did so well so this is a no brainer um, Cheddar's always on about it. Uh, Bonner, the the Carlo manager, was on about it this year. Colin Bonner, isn't it? Mm. He was on a he was on about it uh, this year too. This changes nothing in Leinster. So instead of the idle week, you just have an extra team in it. So yeah. there's no. It's not making it any longer. It just means that there's even teams. So because Leash have gone so well, Leinster chairman Jim Bulger was saying we have a Leinster council meeting next week and we'll discuss it Eight at teams. that. I suppose in one respect, if you have six teams, it's ran off the same time frame. It's the same for everybody. Um, this hasn't come up today or yesterday. I even mentioned looking at having two groups of four at one stage because we're looking at Carlo, Leash, Offaly and Westmead. We felt they closed the gap to a level that allowed us to look at that option. I find this gas, right, because no one's ever happy in, in the GEA, right? So... For me, Leash winning the Joe McDonough Cup. Now, while I want Leash in Leinster, yeah. Leash winning the Joe McDonough Cup, getting out of that and then beating Dublin in the All Ireland series would be proof that the Joe McDonough Cup really works. Yeah. So now they want to I'm make the Joe McDonough Cup weaker by making the Leinster uh, different. And like, would it not be a case to say, Jesus, isn't that fantastic? Yeah. yeah. Now, I do take the point that the, you, you probably know that the week off is a bit of a pain in the arse. You just finished just before this new Munster mm, League. Yeah. That making six teams would be better definitely like, but is it not a case to just leave the Joe McDonough I'm a fan alone? of the tier system without a shadow of a doubt look you see it all you know throughout the country in club level you see you know senior intermediate and junior like to me it is a success but I think whoever wins the Joe McDonough should have a minimum of two years in the in the McCarthy Cup if they're if they're looking to build that's where I see the, the problem at the moment but definitely look at what you call that guy that came out and said that? Jim Bulger. Jim, Jim Bulger, Bulger. Like, it, it kind of shows a kind of a lack of respect for the Joe McDonough Cup, the fact he's only saying it now that Leash went on and beat yeah. Dublin. You know, yeah. it's a little bit and of John a Horan said this. John Horan said, said this. He said, John Horan says that the, this was a tweet from Willow Callaghan. He says, John Horan says they wouldn't have even considered six teams in Leinster before last week, but now see it as a runner. He's coming out with some believers though. <laughs> oh, he really is. Well, Where's the thought process? Yeah. 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 Or where's like the flooding it with eight teams then and destroying the John McDonough the John McDonough would be gone. gone Kerry would be gone, gone. Absolutely. you know that would be really unfair to yeah. Kerry to yeah. completely do away so, with the, the, the Joe McDonough yeah, it's a joke like as you say Leash win one game and all of a sudden he notices the gap is closed between the, all the yeah. teams you know it, uh, like it's, it's lazy it's lazy it's I lazy think Carlo proved this year that the gap is closing mm. slightly you know they, they uh, competed fairly well in it and as you say if you go up one year and come down the, the next year it's it, it doesn't benefit anyone, really, you know. So the thing of winning John McDonough maybe staying up for two years is definitely a plausible a idea, you know. Absolutely, because you ne- you need it to, to to play against the top teams and see how you get on. And I don't know, I don't know. It was no quick answer, but I definitely don't agree with the A teams coming yeah. to Leinster. I think that's a, a non-runner. Destroy yeah. the John McDonough Cup. I know it. It totally would, right? Yeah. But again, it's an example of people not being happy in the GA. I'll give you another example of it. So Cork fans aren't happy this weekend. So they're giving out shite that they have to pay 25 quid to go to watch their footballers on Saturday and then 40 to watch their hurlers on Sunday. Now, John Horan obviously said, when you talk about the Cork supporter, the football supporter will be a different cohort to the hurling supporter, completely ignoring the fact that there's any dual fans whatsoever in Cork. Now, I said on the football show, Cork support for the footballers is her, isn't, isn't good. Like, and at, to travel to Dublin 
is even worse, yeah. right? So, like, I mean, you would take a little bit with your complaints with a pinch of salt. But the, the point of the matter is, what's the solution to this? What do, what, 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 what do Cork want to make them happy? They want mm. Kilkenny and Cork on a double header. But then you've got Leash and yeah. Tip as a standalone yeah. with no one in Croke Park. And do Leash deserve that in their all and quarter final? Do yeah. Tipperary deserve that? No, the double header is the hurling. Absolutely. So unfortunately... Why three games? Well, I think John Horn was the saying three is too many. As well, is there a minor yeah, game? Yeah, any minor game before the any Right, so that's the three, right. Okay, so the only solution would have been three. But another solution is, I was saying even, there's been occasions with leash hurlers and footballers where they've been playing nearly at the same, same time, time yeah. so like same Cork, have, Cork the same so Cork have the option of play, watching both teams it's just inconvenient yeah. for them and the solution is to completely inconvenience tip and leash mm. so that no matter what happens in the GEA someone's going to be complaining <laughs> and when, when someone starts complaining loads of people jump in on it because they love kicking the GEA John Horan doesn't help himself <laughs> by saying something stupid and here we have a controversy where instead of just going Cork that's the Corkness un- coming through now isn't it yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah they deserve more <laughs> So you have Cork, yeah, and then you have be in the real capital. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this is this is the best line of all, and I've said this in the in the football show. It's incredible from John Horan, and we know he's a true blue dove, and he yeah. can't he can't hide it a no. lot of time. Um, he says there'll always be an appetite to have a game on a Saturday night, and a Dublin game is generally on a Saturday night. Mm. So he's basically spelling out that's the really good time for supporters <laughs> yeah. and teams. Yeah. But we know Dublin are on that time, so there's nothing else to see here. It's beyond belief how this fellow gets. Sometimes, as a Dublin supporter, you're reading things he says, going, "Oh, you're doing us no favours yeah. whatsoever." Like, but how does he know self awareness? Alienating Dublin, like you know, completely. Yeah, yeah. I don't, exactly. I don't know. Like he's the he's the president. You think you'd have more? He needs to be on, more like, objective. You know, see, he was over Dublin minor football team, a selector, so he is a true blue yeah. dub. Like he's yeah. immersed in it. Yeah. But I do think that he panders to the Dublin fans that he meets, and he doesn't mm. want to be seen as not being on their side. But a GA president can't be like that. <laughs> But I think there is an air of um, correctness to what he is saying there in relation to the... Like, there probably is a cohort of Cork football fans and there's a cohort of Cork hurling fans. And the dual aspect... I don't think you know be as many people as we think you know I think there so, would be if you're playing in Parky Keeve but I do yeah, think John Horan going to Croke Park football no one Cork fans don't have an interest mm. in coming to Croke Park no. to support the footballers they'll travel for their hurlers so there is I think that he's been hammered on the jewel thing a bit yeah, maybe so too much so, like, yeah, it's fairness. probably a silly thing to say on a county if you don't know the total ins and outs yeah. but wait and you see how many Cork fans are in Croke Park Saturday night but then of course they'll use the hurling as the excuse yeah but they don't come to Croke Park to support the footballers. Traditionally, they just don't. Like yeah. not for anything outside of a, a, a really big game. Haven't been there in a while as well. So yeah, and maybe it's not, yeah. it's not a game they're likely to win either. So, so this is a storm in a teacup, basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. But right, a great so point. Going back to your point, it's a great point. It would have been a pure disrespect to, to Leash and to Tipperary, you know, to have their game of standalone fixture, you know. So well, Lark that's, Lark I mean, Lark that's the big thing here. Lark Harbour wants it in Park. Lark Harbour wants it back in Park. He was saying that on our other show. The big build-up, but at the same time, I can see what Larry means there but he means well but he means well but he's so wrong like I mean Leash got their big game in Moor Park they won yeah. it now they want the glamour double header Croke Park three weeks, yeah. Kilkenny Cork as the curtain raiser mm. for them imagine yeah. taking that off them it would be <laughs> mad to stick them in Moor Park like Lara's intentions were good Absolutely. but he picked the wrong argument there I think but Willie he's of a mindset of a he can't have a mindset of a leash hurler because he's from a stronghold yeah. he can play in, Cor- in Croke Park whenever he wants he can play there every year yeah. he doesn't realise how much it means no to have a chance to play in Crow Park as a leash man yeah, and in someone an, said in an all-earned quarter-final you know it means yeah. everything you someone know? said to me on Twitter he wants to save on the diesel as well so I just want to finish up with this so Paddy Power have had to come out and apologise to Leash fans so yeah. a big controversy last week and there was a lot of screenshots going on about this so they had odds for Dublin versus Tip in the all-earned quarter-final so Paddy Power have uh, released a statement and said we're happy to pay the price for underestimating Eddie Brennan's boys so we're given a free 10 euro bet to our online customers who were brave enough to back them last weekend so fair enough given that there's a 98.9% probability that Tip will beat them in Croke Park this Sunday I wouldn't back them with someone else's money who's saying this so we decided to give loyal Leash fans that option so fair play to Paddy Power they've given back the 10 euro bet for all the Leash fans that were given out I'd say the majority of them didn't yeah. back it anyway <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and uh, funnily enough on their website now they have odds for Leash Wexford all our semi-final yeah. have you noticed that <laughs> no, <laughs> well no, they brilliant. do that's brilliant yeah they're cheeky pubs Paddy yeah. Power alright we'll come that's back great. and we'll analyse Cork Kilkenny first. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I'm glad you brought that up now because there's no such thing as a media ban. We don't have a media ban. Ah, you do? No, we don't. Um, but but you didn't let Shamey talk at a, at a hurley launch one day. Yeah, but hold on a second now. He was at a hurley launch, you know. Yeah. You know, I, there's I, a media I, ban if he can't no, talk no, at that. No, absolutely not. I think you guys need to do your job. Don't depend on us guys for quotes, you know. Okay. Go but earn, he, earn your living like the rest of us. But if he's at a media day and he says to the media that I'm not allowed to talk, then he's obviously on a ban. Well, I think he's carrying a mixed message. Okay, so Kilkenny Cork, lads. This is a huge game between two rivals where the rivalry spilled over a little bit in the noughties, but it's kind of two new teams at this stage. Mm. And I think I was reading the stat in the last 15 times league and championship, Kilkenny have won 11 of those. So while Cork back in 04 or 05 or 05 or 06, 05 or 06, when was the two years Cork won? Yeah, 05 or 06. They won two All-Irons in a row and beat Kilkenny in one of them. Um, they were a match for them they haven't been a match recently but they're going into this game as favourites so it's a weird kind of one the last time they played Kilkenny I think was, uh, was four. yeah it was a 13 Jimmy Barry Murphy and they haven't played them since so Bob, they, not, Bob not, Dylan was in, mm. in town <laughs> the same yeah. weekend as well that, that was, was in Turles I remember yeah. that yeah, I remember that And uh, but this is a totally different Kilkenny now like mm. this is not the fear factor Kilkenny mm. so what Cork need to do obviously is get that Kilkenny out of their heads and realise Kilkenny are just another team. Is that fair? <coughs> yeah, like I, for me, well, you, I don't know if Bogues agree, like with Cork, they're an outstanding skillful team, they're pacey. I always thought they just lacked that bit of metal, especially that Kilkenny have in them big games and that's what got Kilkenny over the line an awful lot. This time round, like, if I was Cork, this is such a big game this weekend. I fancy Cork for, I think, I was really disappointed with Kilkenny against Wexford. thought they lacked that direction like, you never seen Kilkenny panic in the last 5-10 minutes of a game and they did that there and if you stop TJ scoring I think they really struggled to get scores around the pitch so this is a chance that Cork should really grab and throw it into Kilkenny and they have the forwards up there to beat them and they know that yeah. so, this will be a different game though I don't, Kilkenny don't like those <coughs> games Wexford kind of bring they're yeah. disorganised games bugs where Congested it's just so congested half. you don't know yeah. whether you're coming or going it's an awful battle you're mm. dragged down this will be a totally different game right this will be a shootout pretty much won't it pretty much I think yeah like in, look at Cork we all know their the firepower they have up front it's absolutely phenomenal you know their front six and their two midfielders are just they're exceptional hurlers you know but they have a vulnerability at the back you know but I still think they have enough to to get over uh, to get over Kilkenny. I think Kilkenny are just relying too much on on the likes of TJ Reid. Now Cork did move on Cadigan out centre back for the second half against Westmead, and I think that was maybe applied to yeah. thinking of you know a week later, you know maybe man mark that, and now that be that be some battle between yeah. the two of those boys. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, you know Cork, there, there are still massive massive question marks over their full back line, and it's been the same you know for the last two years. But I just think they probably have enough. You know, up front, I think it will be a shootout. I think it'll be, it will be really, really high scoring. But you know, Cork have just to get their matchups right from a Kilkenny point of view. They need the Finleys in the game a hell of a lot yeah. more. Adrian Mullen, in fairness to him, he stepped up to the mark yeah. and he's a he's a top quality player. You know, uh, will Killian Buckley be back as well? I think I think they need him and they need him going well. He must have something must have happened with him. I know he wasn't yeah. good against Wexford First that day, day yeah. but he didn't even feature off the bench the last day. Surprisingly so, enough, yeah, yeah. So it was an interesting one. But obviously, the the big change I thought again. Uh, Westmead was Fitzgibbon's gone to 11 and Tim O'Matney's gone to midfield so apparently Tim O'Matney was outstanding the the funny thing about Tim O'Matney and I'm a Tim O'Matney fan but he's neither a forward nor a back <laughs> so maybe maybe midfield is just right you know what I mean because he is a very good player maybe he doesn't have the discipline to be a forward or to, to be a centre back which he didn't he was a bit all over the place didn't know whether to hold or whether to go um, and as a forward, he's not. Geez, Cork have an abundance of forwards, so is maybe midfield a position he could make his own. Maybe, yeah. Like he, he plays midfield in, in, in the forwards with his club, Newton Chandram, you know, and he's um, he's often you know hit hit great scores there. Like so, uh, maybe it is. You know, I can't say I didn't watch the game, so I, I don't know how he performed. Like, but uh, you know, he is a really really good player. But for whatever reason, you know, when it came to the big game, centre back, he just didn't command the position no. enough. You know, and uh, and for a centre back, I think Ellis just commands a little bit more. And yeah. he has a, a little bit more I suppose experience to communicate with his midfielders and his two half backs as well beside him um, but he is a really really good player and I, and I have no doubt he'll have a massive future with Cork in the years ahead for Skibbon centre forward I don't know are Cork going to you know, revert back to type you know, and put him back out in the middle of the field for this game uh, maybe they seem 
the Westmead game as maybe a little bit of experimentation. I don't know, but because yeah. like, like Fitzgibbon can obviously uh, score, we yeah. know that, yeah. but they're not lacking <coughs> scorers because they've Lee Hannon yeah. Fitz uh, or Kingston back on the two wings. Do you need Fitzgibbon there as another scorer? Like, what's the balance there? Like, I mean, you know, Fitzgibbon's one of his big strong points is carrying the ball yeah. from the half back line up. Unless he's going to play as a deep lying centre forward, and pr- you're pretty much out there when you're playing that role, anyways, right? But if you think back to the Munster final last year, Willie, Clare were well on top of uh, of Cork in the first half, you know, and the, the, the switch to turn the game yeah. was putting put him wing forward, centre forward, forward, yeah. forward. forward, and in fairness, you know, that was the switch that that, that turned the yeah. game, yeah. and, and f- in my opinion, one of for Cork. He got some astounding. Right? He, he was got brilliant. Three, did he, he was brilliant. But half. he just he dragged the clear half back line all over the place. Mm. You know, and he and he brings that, and he's. Uh, I think his spatial awareness is, is real quality as well. So that's the thing. So obviously, you're going to have that decision whether to follow him into midfield. Like all the good teams have this brilliant centre forward that you don't know what you know. You've got yeah. that conundrum of as a centre back. Jesus lads that forward line though: Lehan, Fitzgibbon, <sighs> Kingston, Cadigan, Horgan, Harnady. You're talking about uh, uh, like at. Scores. Every one of them are scores. Every one are scores, but like I mean, these marquee forwards, one that Dublin wants. You've nearly got six of them there from (laughs) Cork on their own. Like you're talking about man markers, Willie. Doesn't doesn't exist for against Cork because you you can't have six man markers. Like you're going, especially as a half back, you want to go up and hurl hurl your own ball. It's so difficult against Cork because you can't leave them for a minute. You know, like I always, I, I always found them a very tough team to play against because their movement across the pitch is non-stop and. You, you can't really mind your own position because you're constantly keeping an eye on them you can't let them go for a minute and the, and the pace of the forward line as well I, I think they'll really really hurt like a Kenny back line. oh I think they're really going to hurt them because this is the thing yeah. Kingston, Fitzgibbon, Lehan. if they drop that bit in midfield yeah. you can't just let them go no. can you Bugs as a wing back can you say right well I'll leave Lehan on No, you can't do that you have to go with him now you're leaving loads of space behind you and then you're in big trouble yeah it's a catch 22 Willie like you, you literally have to rely on your own half hours to drop back and to, and, and to cover them, them as well you have to keep your shape as, as a half back line because if you shove out the field and you, you're going to leave an acre space in front of like yeah. Cadigan and, and yeah. Horgan inside it's, it, it's a tough so one so which is more dangerous Letting yeah. Lehan off or leaving space for a I think I think you know your own full forward line have to drop. Yeah, your own half forward line have to drop out, yeah. and we, we call it the battle zone, and yeah. that's what's been called. I suppose in the last year, it's really become known as the battle zone, and that's that's where games are won, won and lost nowadays. But you have to hold your shape. But at the same time, you look at the Limerick game. Uh, Dimmer Burns, you know, let Kearney off out, yeah. and he scored four points yeah. outside there. You know, um, and I think the Limerick management were looking at that, and they were saying, okay. Right, should we should our half hour line have worked a little yeah. bit more hard? You know, to yeah. Well, Burns got dropped for that. Burns, Burns got dropped for that. Line, yeah. yeah, like it, he didn't do a hell of a lot wrong. No, because Burns, like. that's not the only game Burns does. Burns and Hannon are the two to drop. Dan McCormack might follow, but Bur- I've seen Burns in the league final against Waterford just completely holding the half yeah. half back line. So it was interesting to see him being dropped for what was clearly kind of a Limerick tactic, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. But like I mean, and I do I do take it. But if you look at Limerick when their half back line does it, look at their half forward line. Does Kilkenny have a forward line that's going to work like that? You don't want TJ back picking these lads up. Like, that's not going to ruin his game. Is Walter Walsh going to do that? Is Lahey might try and do that? I'm not sure Kilkenny have the half forward line to help out. And you don't want class players doing that. Like, Limerick are just lucky and they have three freaky half forward line (laughs) physical that that want to work like that and that can score as well. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Like, but uh, number one, I, I don't think Walter is fit enough at the moment. No. To, he's to, not playing to, to well. No, he's not playing well. You know, definitely not to his standards anyway. But I don't think he's fit enough no. to play that role of getting back and up the field like no. that. You know, Gerard Hegarty is a, an absolute machine. machine at the moment. You know, yeah. and playing that role down to a T. So, Kilkenny, I think Richie Lee, he might they might see him as that sort of role, but then he doesn't offer the physicality side of it. Like he's Mullen, more of a, you know, you know, and Mullen is just new to the scene as yeah. well. So. Um, it's a tough one. Yeah, definitely. One feature of Cork's play is the ball they obviously give inside. Their movement, number one, they nearly have the movement of a football team because yeah. they almost play short passes like a, fo- like yeah. a football team. Yeah. But it's the balls from Coleman and Joyce. They never go down their own wing. They're always Coleman diagonal and Joyce diagonal. Yeah. And that's either going to the half forward line or full forward line. And it's just, you can see Kilkenny potentially chasing shadows here. Like, because obviously the likes of Hugh Lawler did so well against yeah. uh, Wexford. He's marking Conor McDonald, which is maybe an aerial battle. Kilkenny will be, won't be in any aerial battles probably uh, no. in the defence. Uh, Cork's forward line match up so well with Kilkenny back line because Kilkenny love these high 50-50 balls in and Cork never played them because it doesn't match their forward line. They're small, they're fast, they're pacey. So I say that Kilkenny back line are dreading the weekend because... It's just going to be constant running, no 50-50 ball. It's going to be ball out in front. And like, as a back line, it's the hardest ball to deal with, definitely. And I know yeah. from our point of view as well, you'd love a ball 50-50. 
between you, you and your man. It's just not going to happen. They have one outlet in Seamus Heron. Yeah. And they, when they, you know, when things aren't going well, they might shove him in for yeah. for like 10 minutes and then it's just highballing yeah. on top of him. They have that. He is their outlet for yeah. a highball. Other than that, it's just all playing yeah. the 60-40 balls down into the corners, it's diagonally, all, preferably. Yeah. yeah. So, so if, if, if Cadogan potentially does come out and mark TJ, and you, I think any team playing Kilkenny that doesn't mark TJ, seeing how well Matthew Hanlon has done by man-marking him, yeah. Why let him off when he might hit one bloody 12 and why not man-mark him? He might get two or three off you, but he's not destroying you. So what happens if, if Cadigan then marks TJ? Does Ellis go back in on Colin Fenley and is the Cork's centre-back position completely open then? Because Cork aren't bringing back an extra defender like Wexford do. Yeah, I don't know. It's a major, major, I suppose, decision that the Cork management are going to have to make in the next week like to put Cahillan back in there Um I don't know what they're going to do. I think they're just going to go man. For, they're going to put him out there, and they're going to go man for man elsewhere. Ellis will probably find himself maybe floating between Cadigan and and the full back line or something like that. There'll probably be only two inside anyway. But they let TJ off. No, they won't let TJ. No, I think can't. they're going to man mark TJ. Right. I okay. think they're going to and with with, with Owen Cadigan. Okay. Yeah, or with yeah. somebody, but. But then Ellis will have to mark uh, Colin Fenley probably. So the number. Or if Callan is inside there someplace, he'll probably mark him. Right. From a str- you know a strength point of view as well. Yeah. Um. I don't know. But can don't he know. have to use? Fenley anyway they didn't use him in, 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 against Wexford and Crow Park and he's so he's lethal especially in Crow Park with the pace he has I think they definitely the ball going in the distribution from the back line was nowhere near good enough fully like they were hitting high hopeless balls and it just doesn't suit anymore like lads are too clever in the air they don't go up with their hand they just block it down and then they've fast lads around and pick up the sweeping ball. But that was down to the pressure that the Wexford had. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Abs- absolutely. And 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 we going back to Cork. We when Clare played Cork, you know, Cadigan and Hork, they didn't get the quality ball yeah. that they've been getting all year. You know, Clare just smothered them in the midfield and the half hour line, especially. You know, and it made it easier for the boys in the full back line. I think that's that's where you have to get at Cork. You know, if Cork are going to beat you every single day of the yeah. week if that ball is played sixty four to Cork forward because they're just so class. Yeah. So how do Kilkenny hurt Cork then? Like, I mean, do you say to Cork and you're looking through? team and you say right well potentially full back line is a problem would you play TJ Walter and Colin Fenley in there and rain ball down on them you know what I mean is that some way of no, hurting Cork they can't win puck outs will you? they haven't got the That's forward true. line anymore to win the puck outs and they don't go short like any don't really use short puck outs so they will hit the half forward line but they need ball winners there right. and that's Walter and TJ like because Adrian Mullen won't like he has a, he has a decent hand but I don't think he'd be up to winning enough ball to I remember to Brick threat. Walsh did well on Coleman, didn't he, in that all around semi final? Did Walter put Walter Walsh maybe across on him? Absolutely, but you have to keep one of them, at least one of them on the half forward line because I know that'd be a, such a potent full forward line, you could read the damage, but they wouldn't get ball in. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't win a puck out. Can we make any case for Kilkenny here at all? Yeah, no, you can. Look, it's it's Kilkenny and it's Cody. They're definitely they're not gonna be walked all over, but I just think they're gonna be hurt with pace and We've seen doubts creep into this Kilkenny team where they weren't as direct. They didn't really know what to do for the last few minutes. They were hitting high hopeless balls in and they haven't got the players to win them that they used to have. So I definitely... It's in favour for Cork the weekend but you can't write off it can you completely? Definitely yeah, not. you can. No. And what about the Nash Puckouts, uh, Bugs? You've obviously faced them with probably, I'd say I've talked to you about it before on the last, on the last show. Mm. Are Kilkenny tactically smart enough to do this kind of zonal? I don't remember Kilkenny doing much zonal. They seem to, ma- they seem to mark the man whereas... You see Clare and Limerick dropping, like I said, half that half line back and the hurley com- immediately comes up. And, and Waterford did it against Cork too. When you see Nash missing uh, a puck out or one goes it over the sideline. the opposition they, team. How cheers, yeah, like definitely. it's a point. <laughs> they do, do you know? yeah. And it's, it's, it's funny enough like that. But uh, I, when we played Cork in the Munster final in 2017 or 16, whenever it was, in the guys' first year, Don Maloney's and Jerry's first year, we put way too much emphasis on, on Nash's puck out the same day, right? And we, we literally, because we played him in the league, he kept on, now I was playing wing back in the league, kept on hitting the ball in front of the, the wing forwards, you know, and they, were, they, had, they had the yard and their touch was phenomenal and they won, I'd say, nearly every single puck out, right? So what did we decide to do? We decided, okay, the half forwards drop back, all right, to protect the wing backs and left one of the cornerbacks free, I think it was Spellman or Spellman, yeah left Splan free he poked the ball to Splan Splan poked it in way over our heads uh, into the full back line and they got I yeah. don't know I think they got maybe 8 points they had a win it. that day didn't they they had yeah like so what do you do what do you do do you stop him poking the balls to the wing forwards uh, do you let him go short so they can bypass the half back line it's, it's a big big question you know um, 
I don't know what the answer is, to be honest with you, Willie. Like, yeah. you know, you just... I suppose the analysis that day was that you got it wrong because you we lost. We did get it wrong. Like, you know, and yeah. you kind of changed it. What I, t- what I see Limerick doing is I see them offering up the cornerback. I thought you dropped back too far that day altogether. That's the thing. So when, we the cornerback, when the cornerback got it, he just had 10 yeah. yards to run yeah. on and cook yeah. it on. Whereas what Limerick do is they almost goad you into going to the fullback line and they're, and on, them like a, they're yeah. on them like a yeah. shot then. You yeah, know, that absolutely. seems to be the way to do it. And they're, to try f- force the cornerback to poke the ball from as deep as possible. Yeah. So therefore yeah. it'll probably land in the half-back yeah. line anyway. That's yeah. that's what you want, like. Yeah. So that you hit the nail on the head there, Willie. Like, we were way too far back. You know, mm. the wing forward was nearly back into midfield while he should have been up further. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, and so. that was In 2013, Nash killed us with the puck out. So, Dalo, we, we, we were told to pick a man up each in the half-forward line, no matter where he went to go with him, you know. But really, I think space is the way to go with that. Because, like, keep your position because... Yeah, lads running across the pitch and by the time they were just too physically fast for us you know so yeah. like if I was marking Harney that day and they were cleaned out just he, by the time we got halfway across the pitch I'd lost them and then it was the whole other side of the pitch from to run into and Nash was picking them out all day yeah. long you know Zona's the only way to go because then they're running towards you absolutely you're, you're not absolutely. chasing a lad around then no you're you know? just you're keeping that position and even like, Nash is looking up and he's seen you there even that alone like he's he seen a Dublin player there and he, it will deter him you know it's yeah. like, so it's, it's a lot harder to find whereas if they can hit space they're going to hit it all day long and they have the pace to beat them man yeah so. exactly we'll get predictions on this one lads so <laughs> Kilkenny are four to six outsiders and Cork are jeez no oh yeah four, Kilkenny are four to six outsiders or Cork are four to six favourites Kilkenny are 13 to eight outsiders so who do we fancy here I think we're all of the same mind here Cork for me yeah, yeah Cork as well yeah yeah okay I'll go Cork <laughs> as well just to keep us all consistent okay great stuff we'll come back with Paddy Power predictions and we'll look at the other game Yeah, we I, we do. Yeah, we have a farm back home, so we have, we have a big farm back home, and we have we have uh, cattle and sheep, and we have a few donkeys as well. So um, we had a couple of filly donkeys. Uh, so I brought them down, and so we did actually sold them to. Uh, I think we had four donkeys on the day, and we sold them to a man from Wexford. So we did. So there's there's the piebald donkeys so there, and there's the, the <laughs> traditional donkey, and there's the, the Spanish donkey, and then there's the, the Spanish donkey. They call it. Yeah, you see you see them on the on the beaches never. And so, um, yeah, you can actually. One time, one time the the donkey was useless, right? but now some people have started to get back into them because you can use them for headage, and uh, it's used towards your, would say, your bonuses, your grants. A donkey, a donkey in Eden, a donkey in a palace. Okay, so Paddy Power predictions. We've only one game left because we did the prediction in the other one. And it's the big one, really, lads. That was just the curtain raiser. <laughs> yeah. We've uh, The minor match we have out of the way. Now let's talk about the real deal. Unfortunately, from Leash's point of view, the betting doesn't really uh, read well for him. Tipperary are 1 to 80 and Leash are 20 to 1. It's very, very hard to make any case for Leash in this one, lads. Let's be honest. Like, I mean, Tipperary, are, we're talking of the cream of the crop. We're talking about Callanan. We're talking about John McGrath. We're talking about Bubbles. We're talking about Jason Ford. We're talking about Noel McGrath. We're talking about players that can beat you in five minutes yeah. with two, three, and the game's over. You just hope Leash can stay in it as long as possible. You know, get the crowd. Because the great thing from Leash's point of view is the Rebels will support them. Yeah. Is Kilkenny will support them. Leash will support them. Leash could have 50,000 fans shouting them on. Yeah. Uh, Tipperary might have five because they probably won't travel too much. Get the crowd behind them. Just give the crowd something to cheer Leash in off the field about at halftime. I suppose that's probably the the thing to be hoping for. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, looking from a Leash point of view, what they've done is is absolutely fantastic. And what they've done for Hurling in Leash is unbelievable, like to see the kids out in the field. But not only that, what they've done for Hurling all over the country, you know, to give the underdog the hope is, is just brilliant. And I'm very, very respectful of that and what they've done. But, you know, this, you'd have to see that this is probably, a, you know, a step too far. But from a leash point of view, I think they have to get a couple of things right. Number one, they have to, they have to man mark, you know, the, 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 and nullify the temporary main threats. The likes of the, you know, the two McGraths, exceptional players, the likes of Bubbles, Seamus Callan, they have to get them right. And like you just said there, Willie, stay in the game for as, as long as possible. You know, they are the, the, the star attraction, they're the main game. You know, if they can stay in it and maybe at the end come within eight to ten points of Tipperary, I think that would be a massive, yeah. massive achievement. You know, you have to remember they've played three games in 15 days. You know, they've been on the beer two weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> it works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> you know, um, 
again what they've done and I'm being very very respectful you know massive respect for, for, for all those Leash players for the management respect for what Cheddar is on the beer boys. what is on, what the, is the, beer? on the beer yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a few bottles isn't on the beer will you you know that yourself from back yeah. in the day yeah yeah it's coppers blowing poor yeah. beaches yeah. <laughs> there is one yeah <laughs> but uh, look you'd have to say tip boy 10 points plus yeah no look well, well that's where the smart money is Matthew Whelan wh- one thing he said after the Dublin game he says we came in angry today that the GEA seemed to have forgotten about us and everyone was writing us off and we went out with a point to prove and I think we proved that point so that was their motivation all that week mm. now there was a huge feel good factor they're getting plaudits from all over the country is there a potential for that edge to be taken off leash like we've got we've done the impossible this is a bridge too far. We're getting a game in Croke Park. Like, you know, is that edge gone off them? That kind of everybody's against us. We've been written off. Joe McDonough Cup has been disrespected. Yeah. 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 What, what are they using this week? You I know? know, I know. Eddie Brennan hates tips, so that could be oh, hard. hard. <laughs> but uh, no, it could. It's definitely possible, Willie, because I'd say they're like stars around leash for the last two weeks, you know. And as you said, how do you get the edge? What do you say about tip that's going to give the lads? I, I just think they're going to play with that freedom again. If, if I was Eddie Brennan I'd nearly start with two extra fellas in the back line just Tip are going to go for goals they are definitely they're so good and they're the biggest goal threat in Ireland of any forward line they will go for goals early and if they get them the game's dead in the water Like I'd love to see see them keep it within four or five points by half time and, and then you can push a man up and maybe go for it towards the second half yeah. but I think just at the start goals goals are the big thing like you know if you just keep Tip not getting goals at the very start of the game, you, you have some chance. And he said, it's going to be a massive crowd. And all you're hearing about is all the Leash fans going, I'd love to see them <laughs> be anywhere close coming up for the last 15, 20 minutes. I don't think they will be. But I, as I said, I, I think I'd start. I know Eddie Brennan might be against his philosophy. He seems to play really good hurling, attacking hurling, but I, I definitely go more defensive towards. Yeah, towards well, they played a sweeper. Obviously, John yeah. Lennon played against Dublin, right? So there's, it would be crazy not to repeat that. Absolutely. Now, what do you do with John Lennon? Because the, Tipperary's distribution is so good. Like tip, the good teams make sweepers look a bit silly, mm. right? So Leash don't really like to swarm that middle third like Wexford, where the bad ball going to go in. So, like, I mean, do you say to John Lennon, I want you to sweep, but I only want you to sweep in front of Shamie Callanan because Matthew Whelan might not be as strong a man-marker and do you say the rest of you go man-to-man? You know, like, because you say if John Lennon does the thing of trying to stay in the middle and go, sure, Tip will just bypass him and just... Do you know what I mean? Could make him... Could be chasing shadows because mm. Dublin launched a few balls and Lennon was very Brain smart that he was at the breaking ball yeah. all the time, but Tip don't launch them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, do you, like, would you make John Lennon's job that little bit easier by saying, I only want you to sweep in front of where Callanan's going? Yeah, well, I think the game and, and the role of the sweeper has changed massively and, and the way forwards set up nowadays, it's not really just, you know, the traditional three inside and the sweeper is just in front of them. You know, or the three backs inside and the sweeper just in front of them. Like forwards are now nearly playing in a straight line, you know, and it's yeah. literally everyone just marking, everyone marking each other, and then you have one lad free. You know, he, it's, he's he's kind of guessing where yeah. the ball is going. Then if a diagonal ball goes in, you know, the forwards probably have the pace to get yeah. there before the sweeper. So I think. The, I, I, I read some article there lately where it was about the role of the sweeper being dead you know because you know coaches and teams have have, have, have figured out now how to bypass the sweeper yeah. and it's it's literally forwards coming close together and diagonal ball yeah. that's, that to me that's the way to cut diagonal it diagonal ball you know. is ruining the sweeper the, yeah the, definitely the, the, where it works for Wexford and it worked for Waterford is that they put so many bodies in the zone where you're trying to give in ball that you can't give in that good ball so yeah. you end up giving hopeful balls so if you're going to commit to a sweeper you nearly need to commit to a Wexford Waterford type game because if yeah. you're just playing a sweeper and five other orthodox forwards mm. you know mm. you're probably leave, you're going to leave Paddy Maher as a free man um, and he's going to pick out some lovely passes well that's one thing they can't do no. <laughs> like, yeah. and no. we've said it more times and you've said it in this show as well like you can't leave Paddy Maher free I don't care you know who you're playing against or whatever but you cannot leave Paddy Maher free I can see Leash just playing with one in front one in the inside forward line you know and everyone else you know, retreat now yeah. and like you said there Willie putting them under as much pressure as possible yeah. so they won't get the good ball in I think that's the way to go about it yeah. Mick made a great good point are they going to go with two sweepers I think that's the talk this week maybe they might do that just yeah. to stay in the game for as long as they can and you know in this situation it might be a bad idea I think they will I do, I do think they'll play a bit more like Wexford even if it's not two sweepers they'll definitely like you said it'll be one forward up on his own maybe and they'll get. I think they'll get Chad Dwyer in around Paddy Maher and he's Leash's kind of spiritual yeah. leader the same as if he, if he rattled Paddy you <laughs> know there'd be a few good clashes it would be a great matchup but here's the always the interesting thing with the sweeper and you say because for, like forwards Chak and Mark Poddy 
but someone else has dictated to Mark Cha. So like, I mean, yeah. whatever, you don't want Pawdy to be free. So Cha has to just go over and mark Pawdy. So if Pawdy's running to get go to a breaking area, Cha follow him and then a man follows Cha, you'll almost have a, a Tommy Walsh, uh, <laughs> uh, Lark Harbour there, won't you? Because it's easy to say, yeah. oh, you have to go over in the sweeper. But what, what happens when you do that? Or, you know, like, it's a, it's, it turns into a weird situation where you're marking a man, but a man's marking you. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one, Wally. Like, you know, I, but I think the key thing is to, like most teams that set up uh, with a sweeper they're, they're, you're going to put probably your best striker as a sweeper and probably someone that has legs as well you know and you're going to leave you know you're going to leave probably the, maybe the yeah. worst striker yeah. you know try uh, to leave try yeah. to leave the worst striker and that's, that's that's the way teams are setting up at the moment like but yeah it's a funny one it's definitely it's definitely Even a weird as a sweeper Woolly like if I was a leash man I'd say like, you don't have to be on the ball all the time if you're a sweeper and you're covering the right side of the pitch that the space is there it allows the left side cornerback to step onto the left side of your man and cover that left side of the pitch. You know, like even something as simple as that, because then the forward doesn't get a run on you. I get so, you. Like he just steps out into that side of the pitch. I've got this side covered. So even it just allows that defender, that extra few yards to get that space for a crossfield ball. And like you don't have to be on the ball all the time. Just once the sweeper's aware enough to cover the space. Right, so yeah, might, okay. might help in a way, you know. Yeah, so way. you're covering that space. So it is. I think Aaron Dunphy is going to be a big one because Aaron Dunphy has that kind of blinding pace that mm. Lee Han and these lads have. So we saw how much trouble Ronan Marr was in. Remember, the big one was when Cork beat Tipperary in in Semple Stadium when Tip were all Ireland uh, defending champions, and it was Nash's puckouts, and it was the movement, and it was Luke Mead was running Paddy Marr all over the place. And it was Lee Han running Ronan Marr left and right and being hit with puck outs. So Roland that we know has got as good a puck out as Nash. Mm. That Aaron Dunphy has to be a target. And Aaron Dunphy starts this side of the field, but the puck outs go on the other yeah. and he's just he's racing Ronan Marr the whole way across and everyone, you know what I mean? That Leash can find probably ways of hurting and Paddy Purcell, like I mean, he's as good as anybody um around. And John Lennon, I think the I, I was reading an interesting comment. Um, for after the Dublin game is that we were playing a sweeper but we weren't playing a sweeper from a, for a defensive reasons we yeah. were playing him as an extra body to attack <laughs> which you know is the right way a lot of the time even though he did so much good defensive work but that's the way Wexford are looking at it now they do then. look at you it know, yeah. that's the way they do look at but it yeah. the way I look at it with the sweeper and especially with Lennon right because that area is so intense and there's so many lads around you how many balls now do we see uh, lads being bottled up and there's two lads around him and they're just hand passing it kind of over their heads yeah. to the man that's inside and it's the sweeper and now you're out of trouble yeah. mm. do you know where you were bottled up by two lads you're in big trouble and just this kind of sometimes there could be trolls kind of a battered down hand pass to a lad inside and he's gone away then yeah. now there's three Dublin players have committed to that lad a hand pass comes inside and now we've a couple of lads over yeah. you know it yeah. does make sense to have a man back there especially the way forwards are working so hard absolutely and more part the only thing with Dublin was leash Leash forwards put a lot of pressure on the Dublin backs and the distribution from the back line was shocking. Like they hit the, the sweeper so many times or hit, when he's around the vicinity. Crow Park's gonna be a lot more difficult to do that, and especially if they drop an extra man back, the tip forward's gonna have a lot more space fully in time to pick out people. So like I know if you bring two people back, it's gonna be congested back there, but they're also gonna have a lot more time to pick out passes through the, through the middle of the pitch or down yeah. the line and they mightn't have to go all the way up the pitch and they can take scores from the pitch well, what they, what that's going to be a lot more that's what they, for they, the, yeah. the point taken from distance was absolutely phenomenal yeah, absolutely. Know, when they have half backs they can throw the ball over the bar they can all throw the ball over yeah. the bar in the middle of the they can Ronan Mark can as well but you can play John Lennon as the sweeper right yeah. so play a forward in midfield like they did obviously uh, Cha started off there yeah. And then we had um, uh, Willie Dunphy, that was yeah. it. He came out there and played there. So whoever's marking Dan McCormack, so it'll probably be Porrick Delaney. So he's your other sweeper. Yeah. Okay, let's just let Dan McCormack on. He's not a scorer. You'll hope someone on the half-forward line, like Aaron Dunphy maybe, or Anna Lyons will come down and, and mark him. Then you're leaving Brendan Marr free. Then you have to get someone from the full-forward no. line to come out and Brendan Marr. Like, I, I do think that there's an opportunity for whoever's marking Dan McCormack to potentially drop off him if he goes too deep and be that second sweeper. Yeah, I suppose you're making a good point there, Willie. I hadn't thought of that. Like, but uh, think about Dan McCormick. He, he can't score to Dan McCormick, can he? You get the odd spectacular he, one, but he misses the easy one. He's ones, well able he? to win a free. Right. He's, he dips the head. He's well able to win a free. I'll give him that. And, and I was actually speaking to Shane Stapleton at the at the Munster final, and he was saying, Watch this, watch this. You know, I was watching him and say, watching the game in the same box as him. He said, Watch this, he's winning a free. And lo and behold, he won a free. Like, you know, right. whatever it is about the Boris Spies, winning frees and all that. Like, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, Look at if you're looking at the tip forwards, he's probably the one you'd say, okay, I'll let him have a shot, like you know, yeah, um, because the rest of them are such sharp shooters. But 
you can't leave him free though, like you know yeah. you have to pick him up somewhere or another or drop a, a, someone in the half back line back you can't leave anyone free around there but I suppose if you're to sacrifice it's somewhere yeah. it might be in that wing yeah. it might be him now he does get the odd spectacular yeah. one but he misses easy ones I think it might be a concentration thing with him or something I'm not I sure I don't know he seems to take lads on and prefer like you know as you said he doesn't look, he, he see, don't seem rarely to get the ball in space he seems to like like contact you know he takes into mm-hmm. contact and them fellas just like getting free and then getting out of there you know he's a workhorse so he started taking up the Bonner the Bonner role of, of, of that workhorse and that half forward line but Look, he could end up getting six points. <laughs> you know, you can't leave yeah. him free because obviously he can shoot. They, they wouldn't have him there in the half hour unless he could take a score. You know, but they, they, in fairness to Tipperary, they're on Corks um, pretty much level in that they've a match winner in every yeah. position outside of Dan. The other five, the other six, or the other five are just match winners all mm, over. Yeah, yeah. Ah, look, it could, let's be honest. Like, I mean, it could get messy for Leash. You just pray, hope that it, it wouldn't. The handicap here is fifteen, lads. So, how do you see this one going? We'll get predictions off you. Yeah, like I said before, a huge result for Leash if they could come within 10 points, but you'd have to see, I'd say, you know, tip 12, I, yeah. 12 to 15 if points. If Tipper beaten Clare and Waterford by, by, that, yeah, by 15 points it, yeah. and Cork. Yeah. So, like, you would worry for Leash, really, wouldn't you? I, I would. The, I'd, I'd, I'd hate to see it. I'd hate to see it. I'd love to see them stay close, but I do think 12, 15 points would be... I would just, yeah, that's the thing, because it's always a weird one. Like, if, if it was to get really messy and suddenly a great year turns into, oh, we're, like, we're yeah. not, like, at right now you're thinking you're getting closer to the big teams. And then mm. if you were to take a wallop in, like, which is nothing, it wouldn't be disastrous maybe because better teams than Leash have taken wallop in. Absol- absolutely. But it still puts a terrible dampener on a brilliant year. Yeah, but look, as you said, no matter how good you are, will you go against Tip in Crow Park? Like, you've seen them do it to great teams this year and like, it's... There's no shame. They're smashing the Hurling team, you know. So yeah. they're going out to, to give away. That's why Leash have to go defensive, lads, yeah. don't they? They no, have they to have try to. and they frustrate to. them. Like there's no doubt about that. They have to yeah. really just go and frustrate Tip. And I think that's the big worry among Leash Hurling people. I actually rang Cheddar on Monday, you know, to talking about a different matter there. But uh, that was he was saying, you know, as well and, and as great as it was, you know, a hammering the next day would bring everything back down that slight little bit, you know. So that's that's the worry among Leash people. You don't want the twenty. 30 point defeat here like you know yeah. Um, but I can't see that happening yeah I'm going to go the leash uh, will beat the 15 by going by going defensively I think yeah. that mm. they'll uh, could lose the first half by 3 and the second half by 9 or 10 yeah, or something like you know what I mean It'd be, whatever anyways that's my oh, come on give me your uh, do you think you'll beat the ha- how do you think they'll beat uh, the handicap or lose the handicap don't let me stare in at you yeah. put you off now. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think, no, I think 12 to, 12 to 15 points is the marker will so they're beating down again yeah yeah I might go on the other side of it ok 15, folks yeah. Yeah. They see, yeah this was the Sunday game comment yeah. there, oh. he's gone he's gone he's not coming back here right? <laughs> alright up next we'll talk to Damien from Paddy Power Damien, how's it going? Not too bad, Colin. How are you? Uh, we have to pull you up here now, straight away. So you're mm-hmm. you're absolutely chasing your tails here, trying to apologise to Leash uh, for letting them down, um, showing odds of the Tipperary game, and you've offered them a free ten euro bet for this weekend. We, we were just have, talking about yeah, it. Um, I suppose we 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 can we can see where we made a mistake. And um, no, like I Leash, they they always had a chance. I think I think we were just being a bit cheeky putting up the Dublin match, but. Yeah, they've so definitely. Now you, ha- you actually have the Leash Wexford. We do, one yeah, up, we yeah. do Leash Wexford. Um, so <laughs> any tip people, maybe they'll be getting a free bet in a few, in a few <laughs> weeks. So was there? Would Manny from Leash have contact you now? I saw a lot of screenshots of that going around on Sunday. Uh, yeah, no, Sunday. no, there was a bit of a bit of um, a bit of things on Sunday. Evening. Now you have to take it when you get like that. We'll have a bit of a fun putting up the Leash Wexford match. So we'll see. <laughs> okay, so call out my uh, accumulator this week. I've mixed hurling and football so yeah, sorry uh, sorry about mentioning football on the hurling podcast. Uh, yeah, we've uh, Tyrone minus four, Dublin minus ten, Donegal just to win and Cork to beat Kilkenny in the hurling match so we're going from 11 to two out to seven to one on that. Okay, very good. So nothing too uh, uh, risky there. So no, it's a, it's a safe, safe. safe enough one. Any other specials you want to talk uh, about before we get into the two games? on the hurling side I suppose we've all four teams score a goal at the weekend. I think you'd expect both Games to be pretty open, um, eleven to ten. Tip and Cork score five more goals, thirteen to eight, and then like we just picked three main players: TJ Reid, Patrick Horgan, Shemis Callan, who are three of the players that are very high in our hurler of the year betting. All of them to score a goal is nine to one, and then two players who you'd expect to get us to like this space in Crow Park: Alan Cadigan, 
and uh, John McGrath t- get 10 or more points between them is 94 so a few Ooh. different specials that's not a bad one Cadigan and John McGrath yeah is it? yeah it's a good they're good kind of specials for an interest if you want to have something and across do, both matches yeah and do those, do those spe- are those specials coming up a bit for you for you like I mean uh, are they, they are yeah you can, you can see them coming up like it's yeah, I think the thing is a lot of those specials we do are kind of higher scoring specials so if there's a lot of scores and matches they tend to come up and yeah. like in Crow Park this weekend I, I don't think you'd be looking at either match being no scoring anyway Yeah, no definitely not Right, we'll start off with Kilkenny and Cork because Kilkenny are outsiders here 13-8 to eight, Cork 4-6 favourites Yeah, um, I suppose Cork are favourites I suppose the main thing here is it's kind of one of the first chances we get to see the kind of Munster form against the Leinster form this year and like going by everything you would think you would think the Munster form is a bit ahead Um. I think like Cork have been inconsistent is the one thing I'd say like they were very poor against Clare and Tip and they were very good against Limerick probably the performance of the year in many ways Kilkenny then against Wexford I think Wexford might be a team that kind of make a team look worse than they actually are like it's very hard to look good against Wexford so I think we're going to be in for a tight game I'd probably just shade Cork especially if it's good day I think good day suit Cork I don't think if the weather is bad it suits them Um, just on the I'd probably just picking a goal scorer. I think Adrian Mullen at nine one. He's showed a lot in his first last couple of games. Maybe his first couple of games he was quiet, but he looks to have kind of got up to speed with senior hurling now, and he will definitely be a threat. Because even Cork, even if they do win, they are going to give a team plenty of chances. So I think nine to one first goal scorer is a very fair price for very him. Good one, yeah. Anything else in that game, or we move on to the other one? Um, no, like I think Cork. I think it'll be very tight. I think eight to one to draw might be worth a shout as well. I don't think there'll be much between them in the end. Okay, very good. Tipperary Leash. Tipperary are one to eighty. Leash are twenty to one, and I suppose that reflects pretty much what Tipperary have done to better teams than Leash this year. So you know, that's yeah, I think like it's a fifteen point handicap. I'll just mention so tip tip and Leash plus fifteen Leash and minus fifteen Tipperary. I think the thing with Tip is probably they are the one team that can really that can really put, shove it down a team's yeah. throat when they get on top. They can get score a lot very quickly. The one thing you'd probably give Leash a chance to is I think Leash will be able to score on tape. Leash do have good forwards and they will be able to put it up a score. One bet that kind of catch my eye on that side is Leash to score over 19.5 points at 5-6. to six. I think I think that's a good chance of coming true. I think with the handicap, the 15 plus or minus, I think a lot depends on how many goals tape get. Um, if Tip can get three or four goals I think they'll probably beat it if not Leash you would expect to stay within uh, it's probably a little bit tough on Leash coming in three weeks in a row so kind of the tiredness at the end of the game Tip might pull away as well uh, just for first goal scorer um, I have to mention Seamus Callan of course four or five Tip games this year he's got the first goal so he's cost us a few pound there right. what, what price is he he's, for first goal he's 72 and if you want someone a little bit of a bigger price John McGrath is also well capable of getting a goal he's 6-1 to one, so on the tip side, they'd be the two I'm picking out. Uh, John McGrath, 6-1, to one, I think it's a pretty, pretty decent bet. Yeah, no, definitely. Is any bets from a Leash point of view? Uh, Leash, well, I like the over 19.5. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, and I do I do think, if I was picking aside the handicap, I think Leash plus 15, just because I think they can really score. So I think we'll have, Tip will have to put up a very big score to beat the handicap because I think Leash will, you'd expect Leash to score like, 118 something like that so that probably means Tip needs to score like three goals at least to beat the handicap so I think if I was picking one side I'd be on the leash plus 15 Okay well let's fingers crossed Hopefully. fingers crossed that you're right right listen great <laughs> stuff um, right that's all we've time for we'll be back on Monday um, and we'll review the two quarter finals on Sunday we'll talk to you then good luck The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power home of the GA Hour hurling ACA and when I started running, I suppose I didn't stop. And when I got the chance to go, I said I'd stay going. So I opened up. We were only the small little fish out there, so we are. And uh, we're trying hard to make it through. But it's hard to get the breaks when you're the smaller fish. Because I love this county so much, you know. And it's just, I'm delighted that the lads, the lads did it for the people of for today because, like, I, I'm, heart, I'm heartbroken. I let it go, cause I won't see you later.